Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come for insights and inspirations. My name is Dewey Thompson. I'm the director of the Missouri Training Institute. And with me is my great, great team. I have Ray Lyon, my associate director, and I've got Brianna Larimer, who is my business trainer and consultant. Good morning. How is everybody? Good morning. Good morning. Well, listen, today I want to kind of talk a little bit about mentoring. You know, I think that we have all probably have had some great mentors in our lives. And, um, what I really find interesting is about how can we take that idea of, of having that mentor, but to translate that into the world of work, right? How can we um, maybe implement some mentoring systems or processes uh, to help our employees or help members of our team get better and better and better? So, um, you know, when I think about mentoring, you know, it's just this it's this great collaborative relationship with people that you probably respect um, and that you listen to, right? You, you probably take their advice. But let me ask you two, how would you all kind of define what mentoring in the workplace is? You know, I think I've had some mentors who have known they were my mentor. And I've had some mentors who didn't know mm. they were my mentor. Like, they were my mentor from afar, Like I watched how they acted and interacted and just tried to emulate Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So, you know. It's kind of creepy, maybe, but uh, <laughs> you know, they, it, you didn't stalk them, though, right? Right, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. that, this was way before social media, but um, you know, where I just—they were a mover and a shaker within my organization, and I just watched what they did. So there wasn't a formal process. Mm-hmm. But then you're right; there were some that was a connection that was made, and it was an intentional relationship that was formed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that the organization itself said you and you together. Um, But we did work collaboratively and advice was given and followed or not followed Mm -hmm. um, to the betterment or detriment, Mm -hmm. whichever. Yeah, I think when I think of of mentorship, I'll be honest, and we talked about this last season too on some of our episodes, but um, I wasn't as aware of like what mentoring really was. Um, and, And so I think when I joined MTI, that was the first introduction and so my general understanding of it was I looked at Ray and I'm like, well, you're my mentor. And she said, yes, but, you know, I'm also your supervisor. And so that um, there needs to kind of sometimes be a distinction there, because mm-hmm. as your supervisor, you work a lot on coaching me, which is different than mentoring. And so then I'm like, OK, well, let's look out. So to me, mentoring is really finding somebody who maybe is similar in uh, or has had a similar career or a similar path in which you're interested in and really trying to kind of figure out what did they do? Where did they fall short? Um, how can you maybe use their lens of how they accomplished what they accomplished to apply um, how you want to accomplish in X, Y, or Z? Uh, and, and I, you know, I did reach out to Women's Network here locally, and they partnered me up with a mentor. They had a good mentorship program there, and that was that was helpful. But I, I like your approach, right, in the sense that finding somebody who maybe 
doesn't know that they're necessarily yeah. being your mentor, um, but really just kind of looking to them for some of that guidance mm-hmm. in understanding what are some do's and don'ts as I move forward in my career. Yeah, you know, when I think about mentoring, there's all kinds of mentoring relationships, mm. uh, the kind that Ray's been mentioning, the kind that you've been mentioning. Um, a lot of them are, I think it really depends on um, how formalized the process has become in a particular organization or her, or how more informal um, it is. Um, and even as an organization that might not have a mentoring program or a mentoring process, doesn't mean that people can't go out and find their own mentors. Absolutely. Right? Um, when they do this. So there is a wide range of this, but I mm-hmm. think it is important to recognize how this differs from coaching. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, when I think about mentoring, I think about mentoring as a very longer term approach to somebody's development. You know, to, to me, it's about uh, having a longer term relationship with somebody, um, having, uh, you know, and, and you're learning maybe from each other, you know, in, in that particular situation. But coaching to me is really more of a shorter term approach to improving the performance of somebody. You know, mentoring may or may not include the idea of improvement. Um, but with coaching, I think that you're always looking at ways to you can, you know, improve or, or, or do something a little bit differently. Um, but I think that we also, though, they have a lot of things in common too, right? They are both about supporting other people. Mm-hmm. They're about maybe teaching them um, things maybe once in a while. Um, it might be about, you know, how to maybe guide somebody through something. Thing, you know, so you do see some similarities between the idea of coaching and and um, mentoring, but I do think they're a little bit different. A lot of times, I don't think your mentors have a lot of formal authority, right? right? You went outside MTI, right? When you mm-hmm. described you went to Women's Network to uh, find a mentor, and so that person didn't have a lot of authority in your job, mm-hmm. but somebody who was still that you admired and somebody that you could learn something from, mm-hmm. but not a lot of authority over Mm-hmm. Right. I think, and and that's where my mentor from afar came in, mm-hmm. because this person did have a lot of authority over me, so I didn't want to confuse that. Um, so I just kind of watched mm-hmm. and learned. Um, my mentor that we had a collaborative relationship with did not. Mm. And so... To me, a a mentor in the true sense and definition of a mentor, a mentor is there to give you advice and share their expertise. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is different than a coach. A coach is there to help you expose your own greatness. And a coach does not give you advice. A coach lets you uncover your own Mm -hmm. potential Mm -hmm. by asking you great questions and helping you understand where you want to go because you're going to be more committed to what you help create. And so I think a a coach does that, whereas a mentor says, this is maybe where I've been, take it or leave it, you know, or, you know, and doesn't mean they are not asking you questions too. But whereas a coach isn't going to give you advice or, um, you know, share their perspective, Mm -hmm. a a mentor will. Yeah, you know, there's, um, to me, so many different kinds of mentoring relationships. You know, we could have a, uh, even maybe Mm -hmm. put this on a spectrum, if you will. So something that's very highly, highly involved and very formalized to something that is just, you know, kind of what I call maybe more on the cuff type of mentoring and that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I look at these as, you know, four different kinds, if you will. And the first one I I think of is like orientation to 
something. You know, you have a new subject, maybe a new job, maybe uh, a new goal um, that you're working on. Um, but it's a very structured process, but it's pretty short term, right? Because you're looking just to maybe learn something about one particular topic or one particular thing. So introducing them to something new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think about, you know, um, onboarding processes, for mm, example. Sure. You got, um, you're bringing new employees onto the organization. I think this is the type of um, uh, mentoring I, I'm thinking about. You know, you want that new employee to get up to speed as quickly as possible. So mm-hmm. it's pretty short term. Mm-hmm. Um, yet, you know, there's a lot of learning that has to take place with a new employee, you know, mm-hmm. into your organizational processes, your products, your services, uh, things like that. So you're really helping that protege if you will, obtain very, very specific types of learning objectives Mm -hmm. in a very short time. How would you differentiate this, Dewey, from like an on-the-job training? Mm. Well, on-the-job training... is, is probably more about demonstration of a particular type of skill, right? Um, you're going to watch me, and then I might switch those roles and have you perform it, and I might be able to, to observe you and see whether or not that you're um, able to do the same thing. Um, but it's more of that kind of on-the-job. You're teaching a probably very a process, specific. very task-specific, okay. um, those kinds of things. Whereas orientation, you know, when I think about orientation, I have to maybe teach the background about something, you know, to a new employee. You know, think about new employees and all they have to learn, right? So more of the socialization of the mm-hmm. organization. Right. And the, the compliance issues they have to comply by, the r- workplace rules, policies, okay. things like that. Cultural norms. Cultural norms. And, norms. Okay. Absolutely. Those kinds of things. So, yeah. Yeah. That's how I would define okay. that. Yeah. Thanks. I also, though, think that um, there could be in business, I see this quite often, another type of mentoring, and that's what I'm going to call grooming, right? So you see this a lot, maybe perhaps in things like succession planning. So you've got some, maybe one or two employees that really have some very great potential and you're looking to maybe move them up in the organization and so um, what you're doing is you're having a very highly structured approach um, but it's going to be a really longer term relationship so I have I got a good perfect example of this I have a a, my brother who works for a a large luxury hotel chain let's just put it that way and um, when he first got hired on he spent the first two years of his career working every single job in the hotel. So he was a busboy in the restaurant. He was um, a cook in the restaurant. He was the front desk person for a while. He served as a janitor, as a custodial staff. He uh, worked as the maid service. And so he would know every single uh, different job in that hotel. And then what they did is through this two-year process, when uh, leadership positions started to open up, they have already developed their pool of candidates right there in-house. So they were able to place him then into these positions of leadership, you know. So it's a very, it was a very structured approach. It was very long-term. It took about two years to get through that. And so his first job was called management training trainee. That was his job. Mm, mm -hmm. So he didn't really wasn't, um, you know, in charge of anybody until he went through this whole process. So that's another example of a different type of of, uh, mentoring process. What other kinds of mentoring processes do you all find yourselves 
Well, I think, you know, when I consider that one I mentioned earlier uh, with Women's Network, I think this might fall into another category, but it was almost more of a a friendship uh, kind of mentoring program. So although the mentor I got assigned with uh, was was very um, unknown to me at the time, we did develop a friendship. And I felt like that was a little bit more of she was available if I ever had questions. I could pick up the phone. I could text her. Um, we had regular meetings every month at the coffee shop. I mean, very informal. Um, and, and she really listened and spent some time sometimes empathizing with me or sometimes giving me a nice kick in the rear end, um, you know, on different things. And so I felt like that was that was a maybe a different type compared to the couple you you already mentioned Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well the ones i mentioned were certainly a lot more structured right you know right very specific in terms of what we're trying as an organization to accomplish right yeah you know i i know as a as a manager sometimes i will i hate to use the word assign but i will highly suggest that two people come together and you, you might refer to this as an impromptu but maybe this was a particular skill that needed to be learned so let's say um let's say dewey is highly skilled in presentations and maybe that's something Brianna needs help in. And so I might, you know, encourage the two, you know, maybe I might encourage Brianna to work with Dewey in just this kind of impromptu skill set, you know, and I know, you know, just a little bit different than that orientation because mm-hmm. Brianna isn't new, but Dewey's highly skilled in this. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of an off the cuff a little bit, but just to help her with this particular skill set and so they just kind of join forces Brianna learns from Dewey you know this specialized skill that he's good at um, until Brianna achieves some type of some level of mastery so you know I'm not really sure what you'd call that but I I know sometimes I kind of mushed people together Mm -hmm. um, in a highly suggestive way. Oh, I think that we all do that. (laughs) You know, I don't know about you, but I'm very careful who I go to for pieces of advice, right? People that I want to learn something, like you said, something very specific from. And so I go to you a lot for different types of things. And then I go to Brianna when I need a techie. Uh, I I, want to learn a little bit more about technical skills. I go to Brianna. So again, it's kind of that, like you say, that I'm going to call it impromptu. Okay. Uh, oh, there you go. In, in kind of uh, mentoring processes. But boy, I think we all have those, don't we? You mm-hmm. know, whether they're be our coworkers or friends or family or things like that. Yeah. And what a span. You know, you started out talking about this idea of orientation mentoring, you know, all the way down to these impromptu moments. So, um, so many different opportunities within there. Um, and it really, I think, just branches the whole the whole scope, as you said at the very beginning. So that that's crazy to me. I guess I, I rent, I never knew that there was so many different types of mentoring. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on what you're looking for, what you're, what you're trying to accomplish. With mm-hmm. that. Are you looking um, at some succession planning for future leadership? Right. You know, that's going to be a completely different mentoring program than when you have, you know, a new employee coming on board, you know, right. and you need to get them up to speed pretty quickly. Um, 
or when you need those little questions answered, right? That impromptu type of mentoring and you go to the people that you see as an expert in that particular area. So it seems to me like a lot of of organizations, I am seeing this more. I'm seeing a lot of more um, mentoring opportunities, find your mentor. I see it on LinkedIn all the time. And so it seems, and maybe it's not new, maybe it's just new to me, but organizations are using this to develop their people. Yes. Oh, if they're not, they should be. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I'm not kidding, especially post-pandemic, because we've had, you know, for a period we've called this, you know, the great resignation. And I think we kind of need to get away from that a little bit. But we've had to promote a lot of people very quickly that may not be really ready. And so, you know, whether you set this up formally and you, you know, go through this process formally or not, I think it's just, it must be done. I think we have big generations that are very, um, you know, lifelong learners Mm -hmm. and that's how they live. And we need to really promote mentorships Mm -hmm. in our organizations in order to be organizations of choice. I agree. Um, And I think I think we have to have these in place. I agree. It's it's one of the best. uh, Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, no, you're right. It's one of the best developmental tools, I think, that are out there. Absolutely. Um, But you do have to give it some thought, right, in terms of what is it that you really what's the purpose of it? um, How formalized does it need to be? How structured does it need to be? uh, Those kinds of things. But I think you're right, Brianna. I think companies and organizations are using this mentoring processes for many different reasons. You know, um, I think first and foremost about career development. You know, so if you're uh, got some employees and you're looking to retain some top talent, you're looking to uh, maybe, um, uh, you know, how can you get them to be more motivated and to stay motivated? Uh, well, one way to do that is to, you know, in- ensure that they have a job and maybe future jobs within your organization. They can work their way up the corporate ladder. We talked about succession planning. I think that's another reason why organizations are using it. I, how have you seen it used? You know, I mean, when I when you talk about retain and you talk about career development, you, you've got to also think, and, and I think you would agree, those of us that are getting somewhat towards the end of our feelings of needing career development in order to keep us, um, you know, I'll say in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's also opportunities for what I might call reverse mentoring. Oh, I couldn't agree more. You know? Yeah. How I, because part of me is like, I don't want another tool. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to learn anything new. And Brianna's probably over here going, and I don't want to teach you another thing either. Um, however, um, you know, as we hopefully will add to staff um, one of these days, we do need to keep learning, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe there's some reverse mentoring oh yeah that can go on absolutely I still go to Brianna you know to help <laughs> sorry. me sorry underst- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not sorry sorry not sorry not sorry um, you get put in this position a lot but you know you have that unique talent and skills that I as you know an older employee um, <laughs> doesn't necessarily have and so I love going to you and you can help me work through the issues you know so you're right even though um, you know I'm the boss boy I couldn't do my job without without Brianna around yeah. so yeah. reverse mentoring reverse mentoring I've also seen this done you know um, you see different kind of 
changes in organizations. And so sometimes when they go through a, a particular organizational change or they bring on a new product or they bring on a new cultural element into their into their organization, there's a lot of learning that needs to take, sometimes take place with that. And so, you know, I, I see mentoring being used for that um, once in a while. I'll say, you know, one of the things that was really beneficial for me, and, and we'll just call it, I guess you said reverse mentoring. I, I call it, for me, upskilling, because I think of like Ray, for example, in the business development area, I have zero skills in in that area. I, I and I know that. And so I think for me, being able to really kind of cross those lines and tap into some of her skill sets in business development or reach out to some other folks who have uh, worked in banking, actually, you know, mm-hmm. who are familiar with with different types of business development approaches. That's been incredibly beneficial. And it's really added some some tools to my toolkit. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I, I want to bring up, and I hate to be the wet blanket, is talking about, you know, maybe in these formal environments, and, or maybe not, but what do you do, because I've seen this and I've had this happen, what do you do if the relationship isn't working? Well, that's a good <laughs> question. Um, and in a very informal approach, probably what you do is you stop seeing that person, right? Um, it's not like, you know, you have a lot of, author- there's a lot of authority there, right? You just kind of stop interacting with that person if you sometimes don't trust them or that kind of stuff. If it's a more formalized structure in the organization that they've created where they've kind of assigned a, um, a mentor to you, that gets a little bit more tricky, especially if that person has a little bit maybe more authority in the organization. So I I just encourage you to kind of think about what do you have control over? What do you don't have control over? Right? Um, you certainly don't want to put yourself at too much risk, right? By just going to that mentor and saying, I don't, I, don't, I can't learn anything from you. You know, that might not be the best approach. But maybe, you know, if nothing else, understanding somebody else's different perspective, you know, even if you don't like this person, but understanding that they have a different perspective on something than maybe what you do, that's probably valuable to you in some way. You know, who who said it that, you know, you can keep your friends closer, your enemies closer, you know? So, you know, there might be an opportunity there to think that you're still developing, you're still learning from this person, even though you might not necessarily see them as a good mentor. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and an example of what not to do. That's that's exactly what I was going (laughs) to say. Yeah. Is is that that approach? And I've I've had a mentor like that. Um, And I it's it's unfortunate, you know, and I think the the biggest um, thing I can say to our listeners out there is just remain humble and kind. I mean, number one, it was a opportunity and and something kind that they did to even mentor you in the first place um, and to attempt that relationship. But if it's not working, it's not working. And uh, that's that's got to be okay too. And so learning how to say thank you and goodbye, right? You know, and you know, good, good mentoring programs that are set up through organizations, that is part of the agreement, right. um, is an exit strategy. Right. And so it, it is fair to say exactly that. I mean, learn what you can learn, um, but also learn how to sever a relationship in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, because somewhere in your career, you're going to have to learn that. Um, how to say goodbye to uh, an employee. Maybe it's somebody you're going to have to free up their future. Um, and I agree to to some extent, just as Dewey's saying, you know, what can I learn from this individual of what maybe not to do? Or how can I learn how to gain a perspective that I need and maybe turn this relationship around? Mm-hmm. 
but um, also to your point, because I know what what Brianna's talking about. It was a difficult relationship and um, might not be healthy moving forward to continue that if it seeps into other areas of your life. Right. And so, you know, learning how to sever a relationship and keep your dignity and, and self-respect as well as theirs intact is important. Yeah. So how would you go about building, um, if you wanted to build a more formalized process of mentoring, how might you go about doing that in your organization? Why do you want it in the first place? So kind of determine what the purpose is. Well, I think that's insightful, you know, because, you know, you might have an, um, a mentoring process for onboarding that might look really different than a mentoring process for succession planning, right? So determining that purpose is probably, um, that's, that's great insight, Brianna. But what would you do after that? Um, I'd make sure that you, you know, you have a structure for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also make sure that... The people you're inviting into it, especially as mentors, are the right people. Mm. Not just the ones who have worked here the longest. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you're not only passing along their expertise, but I think you're also passing along their feelings for the organization. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, then what are they actually going to pass along? (laughs) You know? So I always encourage, and I I did help an organization set up their mentoring program, and we we made them apply. Mm. You know, they had to kind of make their case. Mm -hmm. Why do you want Mm -hmm. to be a mentor? Because how committed are you going to be? Are you able to give XYZ number of days and hours towards this program? Mm -hmm. And then we put them through some training even. I like that idea. I like that. You know, because a lot of people think, uh, uh, oh, I can be a mentor for somebody, but yet they've never really have understood, you know, what that looks like. Yeah. You know, what is that role? What is that responsibility? Um, how do those conversations go right. when you're sitting down with a protege? Um, you know, what does that look like? Right. We gave them tools and topics and, mm-hmm. you know, how, it's not just coffee once a month. You know, I mean, it can be, but even things to talk about and how to talk about and what a mentor is and what a mentor isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not a therapist. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and sometimes you aren't the BFF. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'd also say then that, you know, once you've figured out uh, what your your structure is going to look like for it, then figure out, do I have the time that I need to commit to it? Do I have the resources that I need? Do I have willing people that want to be mentors? Do I have willing people who will be mentored? You know, and, and really consider then, is our budget allowing for this? Or what other tools can I give the folks that, that may be involved in this program? Yeah. One final thing that I would say about if you're going to implement something is go into it with the idea of knowing what you want to get out of it in terms of how are you going to evaluate it? How are you going to tell whether or not this uh, this new structure, this new system that you have just devoted all these resources to is actually paying off for the organization? Is it paying off with people learning new skills? And how would you determine that? Is it paying off with people maybe not making um, mistakes and you so you see a decrease in mistakes or errors or things like that is that a way that in which you're going to measure this are you going to see uh, people uh, move through the organization up the chain of command quicker in some way you know but whatever it is and what and how you're going to determine whether it's successful I think you need to think about what those how you might evaluate it and continuously improve it once you get that process in place yeah and try different mentors 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's one thing, you know, Brianna, you've been lucky with is you've had multiple mm-hmm. different ones. Mm-hmm. And so you have a lot of experience now, you know, what works for me, what doesn't work for me. And, you know, you've been lucky in having many different ones. And I'll say the one thing, you know, I, I think I was very hesitant at first to ask somebody if they would sit down with me and, and share their experiences. And I was like, oh, who, who am I? You know, um, but what I come I came to find was that those individuals really appreciated yeah, even being asked it. in the first place. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and so I think that that was kind of food for thought for me in the sense that, all right, when, once I've become mentored up, you know, once I, I have done enough as a mentee through through this program, it's also my responsibility to turn around and to give a hand to somebody else. Pay it forward. That's right. Pay it forward. That's right. That's a good place to probably to end. So thank you all uh, for joining us on the Weekly Workplace. If, if you have uh, other comments or suggestions about future topics, certainly send them in to mti.missouri.com edu and ray go be great thanks for listening to the weekly workplace hosted by the missouri training institute dewey ray and brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. Hope to catch you on the next episode of The Weekly Workplace.